Hello, welcome to the Healthcare Marketing Underground Podcast for the week of August 3, 2015. This is episode 266, and I am Chris Bevelo, EVP at Revive Health. Wish me, wish me, wish me well. <laughs> and with me today are... Uh, Adam Meyer, also of Revive Health. And Chris Boyer. Of Revive Health. <laughs> Just plain old, plain old Chris Casey Boyer. Don't <laughs> All right. Hello again, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Let's see a couple announcements. Don't forget, there is still, I think, two openings remaining for the Joe Public Retreat. Ooh. Just two. Just two. I think there's only two left. Uh, so if you're considering it or you're trying to get your budget approved, try to push that through before they get snapped up, uh, go to JoePublicRetreat.com. But again, this is an unbelievable, one-of-a-kind experience. Mm-hmm. For healthcare marketers that are trying to transform their approach, June, June, man, I'm off. September nine through eleventh, <laughs> in beautiful San Francisco area, Pacific Coast Half Moon Bay Resort. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it is a. Uh, we've said it. I think we've said it every show, but man, it is a beautiful looking resort. If you take a look at the pictures of that place, it's like, yeah, it's pretty stunning. It looks pretty, yeah, pretty crazy. Like a great place to get away from it all that's right, for sure right. man oh man and chris aren't you going to be like uh, you you were talking about like some of the, the spaces some of the rooms have like uh something in it or uh, oh yeah if you're if you're fortunate enough to get a room this is what i've heard from people who stayed there um they're known for their uh, ground floor rooms that face the ocean because they have oh. like a fire each one has its own fire pit so you're literally sitting there with the fire oh, wow. pit looking out over the pacific ocean and there's like this beautiful coast and when it looks like it's kind of on like a like a plateau yeah, almost it's on a bluff. The, yeah so it's not yeah. like it's not like there's even a beach it's just like this there's the ocean like right there there's like a beach below thing. but the cliff is so tall that that's what it feels okay. like okay yeah. wow and fire pits in the room not in the room <laughs> <laughs> you, you go you step outside yeah i know it is outside yes. i need that yeah <laughs> so so we got that so again joepublicretreat.com uh, this week when this airs, I'm going to be in Austin, Texas. So speaking on August 6th at the uh, Healthcare Strategic Communications Summit for Texas Hospital Association. And my presentation is titled, So I've Engaged My Audience, Now What? And we'll be talking about personalized marketing. And excited because uh, I'm speaking after Reed Smith. Uh, and I've known Reed for years and years and years, but never met him in person. Chris, yeah. you've met him many you've times. You've never right? met Reed? I've never met Reed in person. Oh, wow. No. Well, so it's inevitable now that he speaks 40 minutes before I do. Yes. I cool. guess it's possible that we don't meet each other. But <laughs> Let's hope nothing happens. <laughs> right. Boy. If he's like the Tom Cruise of the Tonight Show, he does his thing and then has to bolt immediately. And then he's out of there. He doesn't stay for the other guests who come on. Right, right. <laughs> That's Reed crazy. Smith's totally a Tom Cruise. He's going to bolt. He's just going <laughs> to bolt. Just, yeah, he's just going to be like, yeah. I'm done. He seems pretty <laughs> engaged. I'm sure he's going to be hanging around. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Um, Chris, did you have a speaking engagement you wanted to let people know about? Yeah, in October, I'm speaking at the Senior Care Marketing Sales Summit in Chicago, along with the CEO of uh, Revive Health, uh, Brandon Edwards. We're going to be speaking also about a similar topic to what you're you're talking about. It, it impacts uh, the health services uh, team as well for them to kind of help decide you know what type of technology they need to start understanding their audiences better. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a common topic. Um, personalized marketing is becoming something that, you know, is really on top of everybody's minds nowadays. And uh, it's impacting all of uh, healthcare. Yeah, definitely. So, Okay, right. so let's get to our talkers. Well, one main talker, and then we'll see if we have time to fit another one in. 
Hi, Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany says hi, everybody. They could hear that on these awesome mics, right? Oh, more, more yeah, than likely. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Chris, why don't you kick this off? Because I know this is something that, um, well, I was going to say you submitted, but you submitted because you were in it, right? Yes. I mean, this features yeah, you. Yeah, it was, was an interview. interview? Who interviewed you? The eHealthcare Strategy and Trends, they did an interview with me. Um, they basically just, you know, the, the reporter wrote me an email and says, how do you feel about Google Mobile Geddon? <laughs> <laughs> thought it was an interesting way to, to get the conversation started. But we really had a conversation. We, we started talking about mobile search. And did we, when, when the whole Mobile Geddon thing went down, about a, was what, a month ago now? Did we, did we talk about that on the, on the podcast? Actually, it was in April. It was a while was it ago. That it was that long. Yeah, it probably yeah. was. Back yeah. Then. Yeah, yeah, I think we talked well, about that. As we just talked about before the show, the summer has been flying by. It seems like April was a month ago. Right, <laughs> right. It seemed actually quaint when, when it was asked because I was like, wow, aren't we a couple months after this? Yeah, but anyway, yeah. um, for those who don't know, Google Geddon <laughs> is, or what, what it was, it was a big algorithm change uh, that Google had back in April um, where they were basically using um, the, the, their algorithms were changed to prefer websites that are mobile ready or, or right. ready for um, responsive designed sites. And so it was really kind of a question of like, okay, now that mobile mobile getting occurred, what are hospitals seeing mm-hmm. since the out, outcome of that? And it was kind of interesting because first of all, um, you know, there's been no research in the last three or four months about what, what the impact was. But um, I was uh, I did kind of direct them to when we first started talking about it. There was an article I do believe it was done by Bright Edge where they did a, just a little bit of research um, where they were kind of looking to see what the impact of that might have been, um, just generally, not just for healthcare companies, but just in general. And um, they said that for those search terms, those natural search terms that had branded names in them, so like if they were using the company name or whatever, there was mm-hmm. no really substantial impact to those searches. They were still going directly. So if you typed in Mayo Clinic, whatever, You're gonna you know, you would, it, it still is going to prefer yeah. that particular website um, or, you know, like Northwestern General or whatever your hospital name is. But, um, and that happened with any company, Oracle or whatever. But uh, it says that those natural search results, um, those ones that are non-branded, um, that maybe said, you know, those are the ones that actually they found that there was a significant like heart drop. surgeon or cancer care or right. something like that. In our space, that's what it would be, right. certainly, right? That Google is now starting to prefer those those natural search, uh, I'm sorry, those um, mobile-friendly sites. Right. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's kind of a significant shift, but I don't think that um, we're going to see in our clients a lot of that shift initially. Because quite frankly, from my time when I worked at, you know, both the the hospitals I worked at, and probably this is from our experience too with other clients, a lot of the natural search traffic to hospital websites are branded, right? They're coming in with the branded name. Um, They're coming in with the name of the doctor or the name of the location Mm -hmm. or the name of the hospital Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And then, you know, from from my experience, it was like more like 70 to 80% of the search was really branded terms. In fact, I remember going through all of the SEO and seeing what natural search results were. And it would be like, you know, page 200, 300 is when we started to see the, the natural search results appear. Uh, just, I don't know. I mean, and so I found that to be kind of interesting. And I really think, you know, they asked me to say, well, what percentage of, you know, what's the impact? And I was like, well, I don't have any specific numbers, but I would say that substantially there was, it's been maybe a little bit of a hit from an SEO perspective, but not a big one. So not substantially? Not substantially. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, so... I don't know, Adam. You, you and I talk about SEO a lot, maybe more than normal people do. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> most most hospitals are not necessarily optimizing around those terms for, right. for, for their like site wide. They might try to around 
a campaign, you know, they bring, bring in an SEO expert to uh, help optimize something around a campaign that they're running. Um, but oftentimes it's just falls to the wayside. There's not a lot of focus on it. And, you know, that comes from, you know, I think the ones who perform and actually there's a, a good example from this morning. Uh, I was doing a Google search for a friend on a condition that um, she was experiencing with her infant. And um, it took me like, the, the, the second result that actually had some useful information was a client of ours um, from a blog article they wrote nice. from one of the, from a nurse. But it wasn't it wasn't directly to their website. It was a, a nurse of theirs who's got the, her own blog um, and she had an article right there. So, I mean, I, of course, I forwarded that on to them to let them know that that was the case. Um, but it's just it goes to show that, um, you know, when you're searching for something specific like that, Man, a hospital is going to have their work cut out for them to really um, to get up there in the search results over some of those very uh, content specific or topic specific websites who are going to most likely going to dominate those those search results. Yeah, that's so. true. I mean, it's still that that whole concept of the long tail, right? And how deep you go, it's gonna it's gonna start preferring that. And now, I mean, in that case, then though, if Google comes across two sites and one of them has the same keyword density and has the same kind of value and the same kind of page ranking. Google will prefer the the mobile optimized yeah, I mean, side over other sides. That's what it sounds like. If everything right. else is like a like a level playing field, like they're you know neck and neck with right. everything else, and one's one's either responsive or otherwise mobile optimized, then it sounds like they're going to win out. But at the end of the day, content's still king on this. Right, one, right, right, and that's I mean, where a lot of hospitals are are kind of are falling right. behind. But then the conversation kind of evolved from there, and we started talking about um, well, what is that you know. What does that mean? Uh, first of all, she, the, the reporter asked me to have any hospitals retool their websites to address Google's algorithm oh, change. That's, yeah, I, yeah, and I, it wasn't <laughs> like the algorithm change is going to drive them, but I do. Well, what we are seeing could, more and more right? hospitals. Well, it, it, are, should, it should hopefully. It's another thing that's going to push yes. push people yeah. to do yes. that. I mean, it's not like you're a. You, you know, change it overnight. Right. Like a, oh. blog, a blog where you can yeah. just, like, click the switch that's like, okay, right. now it's mobile ready. Right. You know, it's, 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 yeah, it's a, as we know, a massive undertaking to, you know, mm. rethink an entire website to be, you know, because when, you, if you're going to, if you're going to redesign your site and go responsive, most likely you're going to visit everything from content strategy right. to, you know, the design of your desk, of the desktop or everything, you know, you're going to be, and that's, you know, that's a, at a, at, at a minimum, probably a year long, you know, project start to finish well it could be sure i mean yeah when you're rethinking your information architecture you're rethinking your yeah. content strategy that takes a lot of time I'm, I'm maybe not a year but well. only, i, I kind of hedge a little bit because i'm you know we were able to I, there were there's times when you can do it a little quicker but it does take a lot of work and in fact a lot more work when people come to us right and they say we want to do a website redesign they're really, uh, in many cases, they're thinking about the visual look and feel of it, right? They're like, we just want it to look prettier, look more modern, and it fits on a mobile screen, yeah. right? They don't think about the fact of the impact of what it's going to take to, you know, change the navigation so that it's not 27 layers deep, right? Because right? people don't want to sit there and scroll through things on their phone with their thumb, right, to try to find something on the navigation. They don't think about writing the content for mobile, so a lot of times the content just doesn't fit. It's not scannable. It's not, yeah, it's yeah. not. And so all of these things, the, the content, the, the information architecture, the, even the UX, UI, right, the usability, the user experience, the user interaction, user, uh, all of that really becomes almost paramount and a critical part of, a, of changing your site now, right? Yeah. Yet no one's really kind of planning for that, right? They think, oh, well, wait, it's going to take you that long to do that before you even give me a pretty picture of what the new site's going to look like? Well, yeah, it will. Right. And I mean, again, this is Adam and I talk a lot about this, but I think that that's what in most hospitals, they they don't understand that you're when you're asking to go to a responsive site, you're asking to change fundamentally what you're doing 
you know, and it's a good time too, by the way, to start looking at your site anyway to see if it's actually meeting your business needs. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, we've talked about we talk about responsive design quite often on the show. I think it's been a while since we've really gone off on it, but um, you know, and we all, and and these these days <laughs> we definitely right. push clients to, um, you know, oftentimes it feels like the responsive version of the mobile version is kind of this afterthought, even when. Yeah. You're moving forward with a responsibly designed website, um, and we push, you know, we push clients to think oftentimes mobile first. So, you know, think of the experience there first, and then how does that experience actually expand when you when you go uh, mm-hmm. to to larger screens? Um, so, don't put a second. You know, your audience is shifting there, so make sure that you're thinking there first and foremost, and then right. kind of growing the experience yeah. as people have more real estate to work with. Or in the case of mobile, less real estate to work with, if you think about it, right? Right. Well, that's yeah, why yeah, that's yeah. why you start yeah. there. Yeah, start yeah, there exactly. and then grow out rather right. than starting big and, and going down. Right. Because when, when you go that way, then the smaller version becomes an afterthought. It becomes secondary. You know, bugs are missed. Um, mm-hmm. Content authors aren't brought up, brought up to speed on how to author content for that. So you've yeah. got, you know, it's a nice responsive website and all of a sudden you've got images being plunked into the content that are, that are busting it, you know. So it's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of considerations there. Yeah. Chris, in the in the article, um, this is it's shifting a little bit, but it it shifts a little bit to talk about um, paid mm-hmm. search mm-hmm. and the importance of being there. You know, just not just from a marketing standpoint, um, but from a findability standpoint. And you know, one of your one of your points is, hey, Google has a preference toward online advertising that influences organic search results itself. So I'm going to ask you guys something because I feel like now I'm just, I'm like going crazy, but I swear yesterday, and this is the first time I've ever seen it, searching for something on Google, and we all know there's there's ads at the top and there's ads on the side. Yep. Um, I scrolled down to the bottom of the page and there's ads at the bottom of the page. Yep. Now, is that has that been around forever and I just haven't noticed it? Because I can't make it happen now. I'm trying to search for different things as you guys are talking, and I it's can't a good make it question. happen. So it's, like, so, it's so seldom that I actually get to the, the bottom of the page and results before. <laughs> really? Interesting. Oh my gosh. Sometimes, sometimes I I'll go to like the next through. page or, or so. Yeah, but yeah. usually, if it's not, if like what I'm looking for isn't in the top results, like probably top half of the page, three or four or five results, I'll retool my search and try it again because it's like clearly a you know. God, there, so oh, there it is. I, I did it. Better. I did it. Yeah. It's there now. Yeah. So I search for laptop, and there's an ad for Surface for students at the top of the home the first page. And at the bottom, it's laptops cheap from Tiger Direct. Yep. So I, I wow. feel like uh-huh. I've never seen that before. Oh yeah, has that been around? How long yeah. has that been around? I, I just missed I've, it. I don't know. I, that's a that's an acquisition you can purchase. Um, I it's been years since they had that. But see, that here's right? the thing: they're always just, retooling the way the ads are presenting on these sites. Okay, right? Google is constant. That's how they make their money, right? But they're constantly trying out different ways to do advertisements. It's ridiculous sometimes. And, I mean, it's carried over now to YouTube. I mean, everywhere that you're going, there's ads everywhere. And that was kind of my point is mm-hmm. if you're going to be looking at mobile as like – and mobile is we're, – we're talking with a client, right, about – yeah, uh, about, uh, you know, mobile and um, how much traffic is coming to the site. I mean, we're seeing now mobile is like comprising at least, you know, 50% of the traffic to most sites Yeah, in many cases. Right. But think about that when you're on Google and you're looking on, on, on mobile, and if you've done searches, there's ads all over the place, and they take up almost almost the, the top, which you can see. And, this has been, and it's been a hot, I mean, advertising itself, because of the impact that it's having on many websites, has been a fairly hot topic in the uh, uh, tech community or design community lately. Um, just because, I mean, th- there, there have been a number of, like The Verge is a good example of a site that's been berated lately in imore.com for the number of tracking scripts that are involved on their site like certain 
script tracks you, mm-hmm. which then tracks is tracked by a number of other scripts. Right. Um, and there are sites that people were getting tracked by up to 400 scripts at the mm-hmm. end once on a single page. And a lot of those continue to track while you're even on the page. Um, crazy. You know, so every, every single time you put something, you know, into the page that is, that is bouncing back to Facebook, that's bouncing to mm-hmm. Google, that's bouncing into ad networks. Um, all of those tap other networks as well, or many of them do. Uh, so it's, it's crazy, but the, the page load times know. have gotten insane and it, it was it's been a hot topic because a lot of people have been pointing the finger at browser maker makers saying you need to improve your game. You need to make browsers better to handle this. And then a lot of people are like, well, let's step back a second too and look at why these pages yeah. are as bloated and as, as ridiculously as slow to load as they are. It's not necessarily always become because the browser sucks. It's because we're loading it, loading them down with tracking scripts. Mm-hmm. It's it's just crazy. I mean, I, but the point of the matter is, I think at the end of the day, is that you know when you think about like mobile and you think about its impact on websites, that um, that really, I think that Google the change that they made was a good one because it's kind of mirroring how mm-hmm. people are searching. Now you're contending with less real estate. It's impacting everything on your site, and it's impacting the way you actually have to advertise to. And I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what my long rambling article <laughs> interview was about. But um, you know, so anyway, it's out there. It's on eHealthcareStrategy.com. You can again check it out. Um, we'll probably put a link to it too in our show notes. So, all right, that was very techy. It was techie. That's why I was cutting you guys off. We have to do a shorter podcast today, too. So as soon as I heard Adam mutter tracking scripts, I'm like, all right, we've gone <laughs> way too over. far. We've gone way too well, far. I don't know. Everybody's pretty familiar with those. I mean, like every marketer is, but as, they asked, should. As asked, is at least be. asked for a number of them to be placed on, on, on the pages of their sites uh, to capture that. <laughs> a tracking script? Yeah, it's like what you put I can honestly say I've probably never used those two words together in a sentence. You probably called it something else. Well, that Knowing that you wanted to put it on, like, like on the Tracking code? You know, all the, the code for, like, for marketing automation. Or oh, for UA code. Yeah. It's a little JavaScript okay. snippet that gets stuck yeah. in there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that was our technical podcast. It was. <laughs> um, we have time for two minutes. I have a two-minute rant. All About? we can use is you can use three words. Okay. <laughs> I'll set it up. Okay. And then you guys get three words to respond. Are you ready? <laughs> yep. Okay, dentist arrows lion. Dentist arrows lion. Adam doesn't know what we're talking about. That's really sad. Oh Boy, yes, I do. The guy. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I would say. Careful, ja- jack hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we respond with three words? Three uh, words. That's right. <laughs> killer. I don't know. Jack that's hole. That's two is words. Word. You still got another word. Yeah. Jack hole. Th- two words. No, no, no. That's hyphenated at oh. best. Douchebag. That's still there you go. Word, <laughs> that's what, there you go. That's fine. Okay. Douchebag. Uh, that's at least killer. three words okay. there. Um, I would say uh, 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 four words. Makes too much money. Makes too much. Money. That's even more than four words. Okay. Has no heart. Has no heart. Nice. Those are good. Those are like little three-word haikus. We should do this. Normal for Minnesota. No, uh, I don't think there's a lot of lion killers in Minnesota. <laughs> no. to, my, no. to my knowledge. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fun. I've I've actually been out there on the Yelp page for this. Three words, dude. Okay. Oh yeah. You know, if you type if you type <laughs> if you type lion if you type lion killer into Google Maps, yeah. it'll drop a pin on that dentist office. Will it really? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, that's something. That's a tidbit. Yeah. I'm gonna do it right now. So when I was looking at this last night, the three words that came out were pathetic, um, a word I can't say related to a person's manhood, and vomitous, vomitedness, vomit. Vomitousness. Vomitousness. What's his name? Jimmy Kimmel said it. 
Vomitousness. Vomitousness. Vomitousness? That's one word. You've got a show, that's say. You've got a show, show title anyway. right there. Yeah, vomitousness. Yeah, and it just vomitous. Wrote, by the way, Lion Killer. I think it's right vomitous. Yeah, it drops a pin right on there. Anyway, wow. we just had to get that out there. Yeah. Zeitgeist. Yeah. Had to cover that. That is Because he's right in our backyard here, so it's <sighs> unfortunate. I'm glad he's not my dentist. Anyway. All right. Well, there you go. Short podcast. Short and sweet. About SEO and... Dental lion, lion killers. killers. <laughs> Dental lion killers. You threw me for a loop at front. Like, what are you talking? Oh, yeah. There's so much we could say <laughs> if we had time, but we won't do it. All right. So for Healthcare Marketing Underground, this is Chris Bevelo. Adam Meyer. And Chris Boyer. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you next time.